0: OTB GAA. What's more, knowing to be saying the game is tougher and all that.
1: But you'd never see a hurdle broken, it, would you?
0: broke <laughs> <laughs> a <broken> huh? good <laughs> No, but would you? Subscribe don't? to the OTB GAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts.
2: You ain't shit! I wish I was 50 years younger no, no, and I'd care. kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs>
0: This is Off The Ball Saturday on Talk. John for with you through to five. Now in just over 24 hours time, the 2023 All-Ireland Senior Hurling Final will throw in between Limerick and Kilkenny at Croke Park in front of over 82,000 people. Limerick bidding to become only the third county in history to win four All-Ireland titles in a row. Kilkenny, the most successful county in terms of All-Ireland, wins with 36 are attempting to bring the Lee McCarthy Cup back to Northside for the first time in eight years. So on the line to look ahead over the next hour, delighted to be able to speak to the former Limerick captain and manager TJ Ryan, Kilkenny's ex-hurler of the year and a winner of nine All-Ireland's JJ Delaney, and in the neutral corner, the former All-Ireland winning captain Owen Kelly of Tipperary. You can text us 53106, tweet us out off the ball. You can watch us across the country as well as listening uh, on the Off the Ball YouTube, Twitter and Facebook pages. Uh, just to let you know as well, Killian Buckley's getting married today to Neve so Congratulations, Killian and Neve. Uh, Walter Walsh best man. Not a bad prep. Um Tommy Walsh and Paul Murphy have been lording us JJ and off the ball in recent days, dominating the conversation. So he's decided to invite you on and uh, for a bit of common sense
1: <laughs> I don't know if I ever bring common sense to any conversation, John, but look, I, I can try my best now today. I'll try my best because the emotions are very high at the moment as well. You know, I can be looking forward to a big game there tomorrow, so Saturday before I, uh, and I learned I never really make too much sense, John, to be fair, you know what I mean? But look, looking forward to the game and um, can't wait to see what, what's going to unfold tomorrow, you know what I mean? The anticipation, the matchups, wondering what's going to happen. Um, yeah, your mind to be racing all week. You're not even involved, but as a supporter, your mind is racing all week. And look, we finally seen the teams um, named and the squad's named. But will there be changes to that again? That, that, that's the next question, John, you know? you miss it? Do you miss being out there? Yeah, yeah, you miss it. You miss it. Look, the body can't do it anymore, but um, the head still thinks you can, you know what I mean? Especially the week, the build-up to the to the final, like, you know what I mean? The great buzz around Kilkenny again. Um, it's huge, yeah, it's huge. Getting all the park getting tickets there yesterday and just the buzz around the place. You would, you definitely miss it. You'd definitely miss it, yeah.
0: TJ, you're having the time of your lives the last few years down in Limerick
3: there. 100% John, yeah, it's fantastic and kind of living in the moment in, in, in a way and not really counting numbers and, Maybe no much, not much talk about four in a row. Just trying to deal with maybe each match as it comes, and just the 2023 All Ireland as a standalone. But yeah, when you look back over the last number of years, it's been phenomenal, especially given where we've came from in the 45 years preceding 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's we're still pinching. Yeah,
0: here and Kerry was in here for the semi-final TJ, and he was saying that he was at peace with what happened in the 90s, and maybe the last years have helped that. And are you at peace?
3: 100 percent Yeah, uh, just really enjoyed the last number of years just enjoyed the fact that when we did have the players that we could go and do it you know there was loads of question marks say, everything pre-2018 but like once we got that good group of players together and these guys went and banished all talks of everything that went before us so now we're kind of going knowing that these guys there's a serious consistency about them every day they play and you know I was really looking forward to it and great to be here in the Limerick Tunes in Crow Park like regularly so long made last year
0: Absolutely Eugene. obviously you know some of the lads as well having played with them and uh, as, as the manager and, and worked with them um, like you played with John Coyley for example in the 90s uh, talk, maybe talk to us about John the man and, and, the, and the hurling man that he is
3: yeah John lives just up the road from me here in Galbally and you know he would have been deeply involved in the club there and Galbally probably would be a bit more known for football side of things rather than the hurling side of it and he joined Gareth plan you know just the turn of the century and uh, just wanted to kind of maybe drive on the hurling side of it he was on the Limerick panel in the 90s you know he was in ucc so he was a big hurling man like so you know he went on to be principal in the abbey inside and tip town in the road like so very successful in everything that he's done and he's been involved in any of the teams back along i mean like all those teams have spoke for themselves like so great opportunity came along for him and he's put a huge backroom team together really really kind of, a kind of high expertise in all the areas that's required and you know they've delivered in spades and look I always say every ship has to have its leader, you know, and I said he, he, every probably manager in the past got to blame when things didn't go right. So he's fully entitled, all the plotters are going to the moment. He's done a fantastic job, and what a record he has in the final Yeah,
0: 12 out of 12. Owen Kelly, I've been doing a lot of reading this week ahead of the final, and all I keep on hearing about is standards. And is there a sweet spot in that? Because everybody should have standards, but um, when they slip and lapse, do you know? Uh, when they become oppressive and maybe stifle freedom, do you know as well? What's the sweet spot in terms of standards? Because it's, it's, it's a word that's just thrown out there, but what does it actually mean?
2: Yeah, I'd say, I think TJ has touched on it there. It's probably that uh, high-performance perform- environment that you want to be in, Like, and that's, that's a couple of words thrown out, but that's when you wake up in the morning, you know what I mean, what you do uh, uh, for your breakfast. That's your planning ahead for your, your meals, your planning for your gym sessions, your recovery. It's basically, it's, it's living like a professional athlete. Uh, in everything that you do in your in your preparation, um you know, and like I was listening to a couple of interviews during the week as well, and you know, nine more enforce goes of my own, I was listening to him, and he was uh, saying that you know a couple of those players, and he was complimented because he was a, a guy that really looked after himself and probably trained at a high level as well. Joe, you know? like and I'm sure TJ would have came across those guys when he was manager, like that the keen lynch and these when they came into the panel, they probably had six or seven leaders in there that were really driving it. You must remember Limerick won the Monster Finals as well in 2013, and Declan Cannon, I suppose, was on that squad. And, you know, so really then when the successful underage teams kept through, the 221, the Keen Lynch, all those players like that, they really said, look, we want to be part of something that's, that's top, high standard. And they probably saw that from some of the players. Like, players drive players drive a dressing room. And if you have leaders inside in that dressing room, and I know the word leaders is always thrown out there, but it's, in, it's what they do every day. You know, it's what they do with those. Probably those twenty hours each week when you're not trained because you know it might be an hour two to train two or three hours where you're at trained and then hour home. It's the rest of the hours what you do. That's where you get your preparation and keep the standards that high. Like and I think that's it in a nutshell in the GA world because we don't we're obviously semi not semi professional but more or less. But it's an amateur game so but it's in your approach like and uh, how you look after yourself and their the standards. I think TJ mentioned consistency there and both to Kenny and Limerick have that consistency, and I'm sure that Kilkenny younger players come into that same dressing room when they saw what TJ did, uh, prepares themselves the likes of Owen Codier and all these guys and it's contagious, that's probably it John, it's actually contagious when you see the top players, what they do, how they prepare themselves, mindset and even with their their own physical body, that's what they do, but the consistency of Limerick and Kilkenny, don't undermine that, this is the third national final they've been involved in the last 12 months, last year's All-Ireland, the league final. Back in Ireland, and that's what standards bring. They bring consistency, and I think you have probably two most consistent teams uh, contesting tomorrow's All Ireland.
0: Be fair to Derek Ling JJ. There's not much talk about Brian Cody in the in the this week, and I suppose that's credit that Derek has carried on what Brian was doing.
1: Yeah, look, it's absolutely phenomenal. Derek was there for for a couple of years as well, so he's seen. Probably the ins and outs of what was going on in intercounty in manager. but look, it's, it's a different story when you take the top job teacher. They'll tell you more more than anyone because, look, your your neck is is on the line straight away with that too. Look, he kept he kept the kind of more experienced guys like Connor Forty, Richie Hogan, um, Walter, and these guys. Now there were probably always rumours at, at the end of last year where, where they want to go and give it another year or not, but I think he did the right thing. Um, and and in the background as well, he's trained the bloods, the Kenny Under Twenties that he knows very well over the last couple of years as well. So, yeah, look, I think he's getting the mix, the balance right. He played a lot of the Under Twenties in the younger guys in in the league campaign. David Rancho took his opportunity and absolutely flew as well. So he's brilliant. And um, Mikey Butler came on again. He's been phenomenal now since since um, the start of the year again. You know what I mean? He he had standards, but he's after going up higher again. You know, so no, it's it's a compliment to Derek the way he's handled the whole situation. Couldn't be easy to take that job. The easiest thing would be to actually turn down the job and let someone else take it. Because look, obviously Brian is is an unbelievable figure within the GA not just in like Kenny Hurling the management. Um, look the record he has over the last or twenty five years, it's phenomenal. It will never be touched again. Um, but he's coming on and he's put his own mark on it. Now, not he didn't change things drastically. He didn't have to because the, the guys were in the final last year as well, and he had the foresight to see that too. Now they're playing a slightly different brand, they're playing through the lines of Smallbit, uh, even with Mikey Butler getting his goal in the Leicester final. Let's say if that was under Brian Cody, he, once he got the halfway, he'd be told to go back and mark his man. It's you know, and the also, kind of way M- him, but... Mullen's pink boots as well. JJ, I don't know if Brian would allow that, yeah, yeah, yeah. The first time we've seen that now, now that was <laughs> fairly noticed, but now Derek would like his fashion as well, so he'd probably let things go. But again, that showed people expressing themselves as well, you know, not looking going of away and. And every one of these guys, he'd be a free spirit as well. So yeah, look, if you can back up three or four points, five points every game, look wear any colour boots you want. Do you know, the kind of way he can wear it? As long as he does it tomorrow as well, I, I don't mind, Do you know, the kind of way and that, that's Derek's mantra as well, I suppose. And with Peter Barry as well, Peter Barry was always a brilliant kind of player. Even when he was a player, he was a great guy to bring ladder on with him. Do you know, the kind of way he he'd go um, he'd go out his way to make sure I was coming to the panel when Peter was one of the main guys there and we were going up and down to Watford. He was driving. He was driving us back down. But he go above and beyond to make sure you're setting into the the actual panel and make sure it's not being over violent well either. You know, I, I can see him playing a huge role in the background, getting the guys um in tune uh, and getting ready for for the weekend as well. You know,
0: of all the nine JJ, do you have a favourite memory of the All-Irelands you're involved in?
1: Yeah, I suppose my last one, 2014. Um, I kind of knew the start of the year that I was going to be finishing up. Um. Anyway, no matter what happened, we got bet in the first round. um, I wasn't on the panel or wasn't on the team. I had my mind made up. I was just gone. Um, Mentally, I just had enough of probably of the inter-county kind of scenes, scenarios, and, and... probably the way it was going regarding professionalism, and all that kind of stuff, I just couldn't give any more to it. So, no, that year I was kind of enjoying every game from game to game because I was approaching it as, as my last game there as well. Um, so to go to the replay and beat, especially, sorry, on, but beat Tipperary in the in the replay there as well is, is something special because I, I just live up in the border up there in North Kenny and um, to lose that one to Tipperary now would have been a hard one to take. Kind of way. But no, yeah, exactly what I have to say, 2014. Last year there as well. Known was my last year walking off Club Park after winning Ireland. It was, it was special. I stayed on the field for maybe 15, 20 minutes after the game, just to soak the holding in and um, just to sit down and just look around and reach around and saying, knowing to myself, I'll be never in that situation again. It was, I was just special. It was special to be fair. How did you hook Seamus Callan? How did you do that? Yeah, uh, an act of desperation, John. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. But um, yeah, but look, suppose. The way Owen Murphy's been playing over the last three or four years, I could let Seamus in and Owen probably would have saved it anyway, you know, the way he was going. But, um, yeah, no, I tried to actually foul him before he, t- he went on the run because I knew I wasn't going to catch him. But I was hoping the referee would blow the whistle before, then give a 21-yard free grand. Okay, well, I'll, I'll take a seat and a pint But when he got in. But, no, um, I was lucky enough. Um, I got back and I-, I said, John, an act of desperation. i never done a, a jump like that before in my life, so I kind of had to do it if it didn't. And Seamus got the goal. I'd say Brian Cody would have given me the curly finger at half time then after it. Away. But no, lucky enough, it came off. And we always kind of say that the mentality we had that particular game was with Parry Welsh was right half back, and that was over in the left corner. And, and he was the next guy into hook Seamus as I was on the ground. And Seamus was still up, and he was going to pull the ball into the goal again. And Parry was back there and gave him the second hook. So if he had made that hook, it wouldn't have been mentioning my hook either. So that was just mentality. We were all in it together that particular day. And um, yeah, no, no, it's lucky enough, it came out the right side of it.
0: Disappointing, isn't it, for uh, Declan, Hannon and Sean Finn, isn't it, TJ? But I suppose Keane Lynch was in that position last year and it's just the way it goes. Keane was up there with Declan lifting the cup.
3: Yeah, unfortunately, with the modern game and the way these guys push themselves and the way the SNC has gone, John, injuries are part and parcel. And we're probably hearing maybe more about cruciate injuries now than we've ever had in the past. So they're just dreaded injury that puts fellas out for a long time. But I think in fairness, and when you hear the Limerick guys speak, they very much speak about the group. And like when somebody's out, it's the next man up. And that's what their expectation is. And they're even kind of saying when they're not there, that somebody else plays. But given, I suppose, from Declan's point of view, what he'd done um, leading this team and captaining, let's say, the team to win 4 Ireland, Like, it's a phenomenal achievement. And it is a pity, obviously, that he's out. Yet. You'd love to see him on the, on the field. And the other thing I'd say about him, John, is, like, his performances in general have been excellent for Limerick. But particularly his performances in Crow Park. They've been really, really good. He's chipped in with lovely scores at different times. And just when you see your team in that Ireland final and the centre-back leading the charge, coming up the middle of the field and putting a long range score over, it does an awful lot for the team and defends and drives everything forward. So,
0: yeah. Big loss. So is William who the right man there then, as he was in the semi-final?
3: Well, he certainly was the last day. And You know, in, in fairness to Paul and John and the way the Limerick played, they have a very structured setup. up um, certainly defensively into the middle of the field and the way that AS play. And you know, I mean, there's a lot of expectations of how they play and how they move the ball. And he's slotted in there really, really well. He likes using the ball well anyway. It's part of his skill set. So I think so. And I said the, the semi-final result and the way he used the ball and even these couple of turnovers as well there just before halftime, they were crucial. So, yeah, I don't I don't see any issue there. I suppose one other factor that has come into John, this week is that Richie English, unfortunately, who's been super cover for the backs is, is that he's had another unfortunate injury and he's out. So he's going to be a loss. And, you know, maybe that cover mightn't be maybe as strong as it once was before, certainly defensively. So, look, Limerick survived grand. I won't say the finals, without oh, two forwards last year. And you know, we were talking during the week to say if you, if, if you were in a team, is it a bigger loss to be short two key forwards or a bigger loss to be short two key defenders? So we probably won't know the answers the until after the game tomorrow. But there's certainly a huge loss, and you know, Owen Cody has having a super year. And last year's Ireland final, Sean Finn did a real good number on him, and Owen Cody was taken off in the 52nd or something minute. Like so, yeah, we, we we could we could be talking about that loss afterwards. But in fairness to the group right now, they're getting on with it. It's next man up, and said so one man's kind of misfortune is another man's gain, isn't he? He'll
0: start. It's gone crazy down there. My mother's from Limerick City, uh, TJ, and it's it's really been an amazing run. And even Philip Lanigan was writing during the week about the fact that rugby was the sport of the city, and now her is obviously uh, rivaling that at the moment. Um, just in terms of uh, the four in a row, is that even in the... I, I doubt it's in the conversation much of the panel because they're so process-driven, but is it there? Is it in the atmosphere in Limerick? No,
3: yeah, of course it is. It's come, it comes up as part of the conversation. And look... I think maybe in, in the GEA, there's something really romantic about maybe three in a row and then the next talk maybe goes in the GA, goes to maybe five in a row, but four in a row. Is, to be even talking about it, as I said, to you, uh, is phenomenal from, from Limerick's point of view. You wouldn't have taught it certainly a number of years ago, but like I said, these guys keep breaking new ground and they keep hunting history and, and and it's great to have it in the conversation. What I would say there about Limerick is a city, in fairness, huge sporting city and they, they, they always get behind whoever's moving and in fairness Munster rugby had it the past and you know, I mean, they, they, they had a good summer too but it's been a great summer in Limerick, and the GA probably has driven that certainly the Hurriers being to the fore bringing big crowds big games the Munster final just been a great buzz around in general and people are just kind of hyped up and you know the Hurriers definitely to the forefront and leading that charge
0: Owen were the games against Kilkenny the 4 in a row oh nine, 9 and the 5 in a row 10 as good as they looked at the time?
2: Ah, oh, they definitely were, yeah. And, you know, I was kind of thinking to myself, what's the similarity between nine and even uh, tomorrow, and obviously Limerick going for the four in a row. Kilkenny were going back in nine, but you know, I suppose it's it's interesting to find that Kilkenny are going into this game like we were probably going into the game in oh nine. They're probably the underdogs. They feel they have nothing to, to lose. Um, even though I think when you go through the Kilkenny team and the top players like TG Reid, that they haven't won an honour since two thousand and fifteen. That's something that wouldn't sit well with them, like you know. And if TJ loses to tomorrow, it'll be five All Ireland losses. I know he has seven medals, like. But I actually don't think they can any motivation with the senior players, the more experienced players, will be stopping Olympics four in a row. I think it will be relieved that they've won an All Ireland after maybe seven or eight years. I think that's going to be the driving thing. you know. They like in 2015. They maybe thought they'd clip another couple of All Irelands after that, and they didn't. That's sport, like that's the way it works, and. You know, so I think it'll be a relief. TJ, like, was 27, 28, probably back in 2015. Now look at his age, 35, 36. So, like, he would not have said, I won't win another All-Ireland. And the calibre player that he's been, once he's put in, he's been unbelievable. So, you know, I think it'll be more relief for the, from the, in the Kilkenny dressing room. And then those younger players want to get their hands on the first All-Ireland as well. So you can see the hunger and the motivation that's coming through Kilkenny. And I kind of, I'm beginning to hear it over the last few days, the real drive to win this All-Ireland. Um, it's amazing all the success they, they've had, but that's in the past. You move on. And in fairness to, to Limerick, then, like, I don't think, I think John Kiley has managed that incredibly. You know, like, he has lesser time, I suppose. Usually there was maybe three weeks or a month between an All-Ireland final and, and a final. Now you only have your two weeks. And even when you think of the four in a row that Limerick are looking for tomorrow, like, Dublin have probably broken all those stats in that. Was it five, six uh, footballer that they've won? So... They're probably a team, and it already has been done in the Ireland world as well, Kenny Cork in the past and that. So, you no, know, I think it's just getting your hands. But I think TJ made a valid point there when he said Limerick. They're now down three of their top seven defenders. And it's probably something that's playing in my mind a small, but, like, if they do pick up another injury in that intensity, and with the likes of Owen Cody and these guys, Billy Ryan, going at you, lads that have legs, like, you know, it, it will be very interesting to see how, how that fares out because it's, it's a big ass going in down three defenders. Of your top, maybe uh, six or seven. So you know, TJ has just probably put something in my mind there that Kenny probably will go after. But um, no, look, you just want to get a performance. That's going to be that's all the chat the last two weeks that Kenny
0: and him on
2: performance, process-driven, just doing the keeping your routine. And uh, I think you'll, you'll definitely get both teams that will turn up tomorrow and perform.
0: Oh, and you're 19 in 2001 in the All Ireland final, and you're taking the freeze. You got seven of them for Tipperary, and you won. Um, is there any difference between taking freeze in any normal game and then taking them in an all arden final at Croke Park? Because I just get the sense with TJ Reid, you just know tomorrow every freeze is going to go over.
2: Yeah, it's actually funny, and, and this might sound right, but actually, I found it always easier today in an all final to take freeze because all you saw was the goalposts. 80,000, 82,000 in the stadium. All you actually saw was the white posts. Today in an all arden semi-final or maybe a quarter-final, you might look up and you might see a bit of concrete. There was more distractions going on. I just found the day of an honour and finally you just actually see the white posts and that was it. And maybe you were just even that extra bit more focused and tuned in as well. And you know, I think both uh, free takers tomorrow will be will be on on their game. You know, and although the weather, I think, might be given a swirling kind of a breeze tomorrow, that can be a an added thing thrown in as well for free takers. But TJ, I, I'd expect him to be ten out of ten tomorrow. And then on the Limerick side, you know, one steadies up. He'll be fine from 50 yards in, and doomer Burns is, is hitting him very well. But look, they're giving the weather to be unpredictable tomorrow. So I've, I always found a swirling breeze too, maybe, between the Davin ends and the, and the Cusick stand side in in, in Crow Park. So they're little things that probably supporters don't see, maybe there are guys at home watching on the TV. But I think, look, both teams are well used to playing in Croke Park and performing, they free takers and, and teams. So I'd say they'll have all that well covered off before the game starts in the warm-up.
0: JJ, you were wing back in uh, 03, for example, when you were Hurler of the Year, and uh, then you played, as you said, uh, full back in 2014. Which is the harder position?
1: Um, I definitely think in the full back line, um, if you make a mistake in there, you're, you're turning straight in for a goal, it's very, very noticeable. You make a mistake out in the half back line, and then it's a long way to, like, you can see the point, fair enough, no problem at all. The crowd don't get, get onto you too much, but if you can see the goal, um, especially it, it certain periods of time, say five, ten minutes to go, or even just after half time as well, because um I found when you see this goal after half time I think it's very hard to get that momentum back. You don't have any breaks in play anymore. and you um, see so you're kind of clawing back that kind of three points as well. So yeah, no, I think full back was, was a bit harder. Um the way the ball was being played in la- later on in my career the way the ball was played in and regarding the tip forwards we were absolutely brilliant at as well. Just in regard to making space for each other, um it was just phenomenal. Like when I started, probably 6th position, 6th forwards, that was it. You had your own position, that was it. But when I finished up, this movement, again, of the Tipperary were more than anyone, were just used to isolate. It's like they knew where to go and used to isolate you one-on-one. You're looking around there any particular time. Jesus, there's 40 or 50 yards of space around me here. And where's where's my full back line? Where did you do a cornerback? They're going up the field. They're going following their man. But they knew what to do, and then... Especially the tip hat backing, very good at popping ball into space there as well. So yeah, no, I definitely would say the, the full battling. Um I suppose it was getting older and the legs were getting a bit slower as well, John, as well. So that didn't really help matters either. So um yeah, no, definitely the full battling was, was a lot harder for me now.
0: When I look at Aaron Gallan, what, one eleven against Clare, JJ, two six against Galway, Hugh Lawler, it's gonna be some battle tomorrow.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hugh is um probably our our best performing player over the last five, six years. I'd say he's been absolutely phenomenal. Um, he held Aaron Galan to, to two points there last year's final. I know Aaron probably had an injury coming into the final there as well. We we're kind of banking on he He does a similar job on Aaron Galan as well because Aaron Galan, when he scores a goal, it's more than three points to the Limerick team. You see just the crowd just roar when he does get it, especially if he catches over the back's head and turns. With Galway against Olly Burke, he, he caught the ball, turned, and swiveled before he even, even touched the ground. He was absolutely phenomenal what he does. But, yeah, Hugh will we'll go back to Willem. He, he won't mind getting out in front or he won't mind if the ball was in high there as well. He, he'll be strong enough to wrestle him as well. And for a big man, he's very, very quick off the off the mark as well. So he won't fear that space in front of him too. But if I was you now, I'd be I'd be pleading with Conor Fordia and our half-four line not to give these limits that space and popping in the ball because they're so good at what they do. Um, Darragh Donovan, especially when he gets on the ball, he looks up to see Galan. If the defender's out in front of him, he'd pop it in over their head. But if they're standing behind him, being cautious, he'll just then um, pop in front of him. How many scores do you seen? just the ball just bouncing five yards in front, of him taking on the turn. And they said once he gets the ball in his hand, you're you, he, you never see him getting the ball took off. He never see him getting hooked or anything like that as well. He always gets shot off, and nine times out of ten, he will score that. So it yeah, you has a big job ahead of him. But I think our, our midfielder with I'm delighted to see Conor Fordy back in, he, he's heard it very well as well. He's that kind of competitive player that we need around the middle to, to block up and even shorten that, that clearance into the into, into Aaron Glan, shorten by five ten 10 yards, just get a block or hook or something on it. Just make it hard on them. If they're standing and hitting the ball, it's so easy for it because they'll, they'll put it, it into Aaron Glan's pocket. So, yeah, Hugh is a huge job ahead of him. But, again, i back you now um, in regarding what he's done previously on Aaron as well, to be fair. So, yeah, no, it's going to be one of the key battles which will be all over the field as well. But I look forward to as I probably played in full back there myself, I look forward to see Hugh and Aaron Galang go at each other as well. Yeah, I can't wait for that now. Absolutely.
0: TJ, you were an inter-county, both forward and back for Limerick, which is easier?
3: Uh, it's definitely easier playing the forwards on which age there. The full back was uh, definitely came a lot more responsibility and a lot more pressure because of those mistakes. And I was gonna say like the wing back there, there was loads of fellas who liked to play and play the crowd like Galo and Mark Foley and Landers, Tommy Welsh there. Nobody'll <laughs> nobody, nobody play wing back. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, way more pressure at fullback and stuff. Jay just touched on there. Like the, the modern game, I'd say it's probably even more difficult uh, because, in fairness to the teams, their holding IQ is probably maybe a little bit sharper. The ball, the quality ball coming in, like at times is literally unmarkable. It it doesn't really matter who's in there. Like they get the time of their own right. If they get first run, then you're really, really difficult. And you're you're, you're dead right with that matchup with Hugh Lawler and Aaron Gillen. And Aaron still scored three points in play in the final last year. So, and you probably would come away from it and say that they had a good game. Like, but he's been a key player for Limerick. That and maybe the own Cody, Mike Casey one at the other end. are probably two of the ones that stick out as as the key matchups. I probably would might might go with JJ and say like the press, and depending on what Kilkenny do, like Limericks half forward line scored one thirteen from play in the final last year. I'm going to be maybe curious in the first five or six minutes here, John, to see what sort of an approach they take. Is it full press? Are they following those guys all over the field? Uh, Limerick had Kyle Hayes As a centre forward Last year Geroad Hegarty's Displays in our Iron Finals Now are legendary He scored 1-5 And Tom Arcy got 4 points So that was a huge return So it's a different approach Derek and the boys Maybe might slightly Do something different I'm not sure Whether they'll leave Richie Reid sitting in the pocket And maybe let the other boys Press whatever But I'd be curious to see That area So we might pick One or two key battles But for me I think Kilkenny's management Of that area I think is really Important for them
0: and Nicky Quaid, you would have known Nicky because he played under you, TJ, and uh, obviously he's still a huge figure as his own Murphy. And the out strategy from both keepers is going to be crucial as well, TJ.
3: Yeah, two two of, the best, two of the best keepers of all time, to be honest, and nothing between them. And we were kind of chatting during the week. If you had to pick uh, an Irish team uh, who would be playing in goals, would be a great argument, I'd say, around many tables as to whether you go with Nicky or go with Owen, uh, Both of different super trades. But Nicky has been huge in this team. Uh, his calmness, um, he knows obviously the runs of the lads and he kind of mixes that puck out beautifully in terms of going short and then when that full press comes, he's able to go along with a guy running his base and again, bouncing the ball already in front of the player so they're not breaking stride. That's actually very difficult getting the timing and the accuracy of those and you know, his consistency of performance over a long period of time now is just phenomenal and I would say possibly maybe key in the overall structure of the team
0: In terms of the way that Owen Limerick moved the ball uh, is that an issue for Kilkenny because it's just they're like machines the way they move the ball so quickly and that's the way they almost broke down Galway in that semi-final on the other hand you're thinking about Kilkenny nobody's going to work harder nobody's going to get more out of themselves so there's just kind of, and, and Limerick have started slow in games, so there's a few like teams here that, that might come to pass once again, that we see Limerick get into a game, play for 75 minutes, but we also see Kilkenny getting the most out of themselves, as they did against Galway late on in the Leicester final, and also in the early stages, in the latter stages of the Clare game.
2: Yeah, it's interesting, John. Uh, TJ mentioned one or two things there about uh, Limerick, and maybe how even Kilkenny will set up against him, but... I was at the 2021 All and final against Cork. And at the very start of the match, you could see that the Cork half-back line were actually pressing up on the Limerick half-forward line. But it went man-to-man with them. And Paul Kinnock was actually at the q stand side of the field um, giving instruction to Kyle Hayes just to let the ball in. Because if you remember in that championship, Kyle Hayes, we all remember his his goal against Tipperary when he ran 40, 50, 60 yards just up in the net. Kyle Hayes actually got the ball in front of me and you could hear the Limerick supporters roaring him on it was like he had a runway in front of him, but no, he didn't. He looked up, gave a lovely cross field 60, 70 yard ball, ball into Aaron Galland. He just bounced in front of him, turned and over the bar. So, like Limerick play to that uh, structure and they play to the influence of Paul as well, like on match day. You know, he just gets that word in, however he gets it in be it physio, doctor, whatever it is and they stick to their plan. You know, so it'll be interesting to very to, to see that tomorrow. Telkeny then, if you go back to the 19 point when they actually beat Limerick, obviously their physicality that day was unbelievable from the off. It, they hit everything in a green jersey. And they went long that day, they had Colin Fenley in, Colin, Colin inside, and it worked a treat for them. So now you actually have TJ Reid inside. So you have that option of going long. And I suppose if I go back to the league final, I was down at it in Cork. But Kenny probably, that day, it felt they had no presence inside. Now Adrian Mullen clipped four pints, half-forward that day two or three at the start of the game but it felt they had no presence inside and you never felt Clekenny were going to get to grips with uh, with that game in that league final so I'm sure they'll look at those couple of things where it has worked from before where it hasn't worked them and I think Clekenny have evolved in their, in their state of play Tr- throughout the season I saw him in the city game against Tip and Nolan Park and they were just probably trying to get that ball through the lines going and they were, they were actually terrible that day Tip opened them up in the first half and, and hit the net two or three times but It it will be very interesting to see, but if Limwick get into that rhythm around that half back line midfield and start pinging balls in front of Seamus Flanagan and Aaron Gillan, it's very hard to defend that. And that's what they'll have to cut out. They'll have to stop that, Kilkenny. And then, you know, I think they might, like with TJ inside, Kilkenny can prove with that ball play. Aaron Mulling can clip long range scores and that, and TJ inside, and he can win the ball anyway. So. It will be very, be very interesting. I'd say you could see both teams mixing up what way they actually play tomorrow depending on what way the opposition is um, is setting up. But the one thing Kilkenny against Limerick in the past is probably thought about the way Limerick play. And I think if Kilkenny go down that road and overthink it, it won't do him any good tomorrow. I think they just need to play the way they play, the style of game that they play, which is their intensity, physicality, and just along and mixing it, mix it up. But it'll be very interesting
0: and we'll see all that tomorrow as, as the game evolves. Uh, JJ, just before we go to the break, John Keenan did a brilliant job in that Munster final at the, uh, the draw, Well then obviously went to extra time, and Limerick won it last year against Clare and Thurless, but he let it go, he, 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 let, he let it be a very physical match, and look, there was a, it, it was on the edge at times, but it was just an incredible spectacle, so do you think that'll influence the thinking of any of the players, the fact that John Keenan's in charge, and, and has that reputation, yeah. I suppose, in one big game of letting it go?
1: Yeah, I think both sets of players would be very, very happy with 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 Watts, um, with the with the referee appointing there as well, because he, he does let it go. He's, he's very, very sensible referee there as well. Like we don't want to go tomorrow and see just a, a game of free takers. Aaron Galan and, and TJ scoring fifteen, sixteen points for free. That, that's not good for any supporter either. They want to let it go, and you do get that bit small extra of a of a grace, if you want the word of we'll a call it in in our final there as well. Because um, as I said, it, it is hot and heavy in the first fifteen, twenty minutes. It's just all the health or all over the field, physicality, and then, and then it kind of sets down itself. Once it doesn't kind of go overboard in the first few minutes, he'll ref it the way he wants to referee. The one, the way he wants to ref it is is by letting it go. And I think it's been it's been a great appointment, and all everyone who's seen John Keenan and, and uh, as an appointment as a referee, they were absolutely delighted to see it because he will let it go. And as I said, it. it once the players are sensible, hit with the body, keep the keep the hands down, and no head eye tackles. The last thing you want to do again is, is sending off or something like that there as well. But yeah, the players will be will be happy. he's there? But again, it's all about the ball. It's no point in having a referee there or being over physical if you don't have the ball in your hand. Yeah, you have to go 100% when the ball is there. But as I said, you have to have the bit of cuteness there. On the ball, you have to be calm. You can't be worked up when you're on the ball, as well. especially the final. It'll pass you by very, very quickly. So you'll only have the ball in your hand maybe a handful of times. So you have to make the most of there as well. But yeah. yeah, to come back to your initial question, they'll be looking forward to the referee, as I said, once they don't go over the line, you know.
0: JJ Delaney, Owen Kelly and TJ Ryan are on the Saturday panel looking ahead to tomorrow's hurling final between Limerick and Kocan. If you want to get in touch with the question... Are five three one six at a cost of thirty cent on our text machine. Also, at off the ball on Twitter. We're back after the news. Don't go away. This is off the ball Saturday on News Talk. John Duggan with the three to five. We're talking hurling ahead of the final between Limerick and Kilkenny tomorrow at senior level at Croke Park. Over eighty-two thousand people. Half three throw in tomorrow afternoon. We're joined on the line by the former Limerick player and manager. TJ Ryan, uh, the Kilkenny All-Ireland winner JJ Delaney, and the Tipperary All-Ireland winner Owen Kelly. Uh, Killian Buckley getting married to, and congratulations to him and Neve Dowling as well. Congratulations, Neve. Walter Walsh apparently best man today. JJ, uh, did you ever have um, something like a wedding or anything else significant uh, clash with an All-Ireland final weekend? Uh,
1: no, no, I can't think of that happening before. I think um, yeah, I, was just, I actually met Killian in, in Kilkenny during the week. Very, very calm about the whole thing as well. No, I didn't. They didn't speak about the wedding or the match to be honest with you probably, <laughs> probably it was the last two things he wants to talk about this weekend You're going to know but um no he's seen very relaxed good form and um, yeah i think to get married there in, in in castledora there today um so yeah it's, it's a good preparation for it um i don't know what the story are the players are going or not i think they after leaving up to the players if they want to go or not to the mass they can go and they can obviously head home after but um look at the past the day from i always found the day before they learned very very long um it was just you're waiting for the hours to tip away, to tip away and, and, and get through it. Um, and just you, all you want to do is get to the Sunday morning, at least you can get your get your back in with your teammates and you're getting going again. And you're, you're just, your mentality is like, right, we're in this together. So, yeah, I just found Saturdays for another and dragged out very, very long. And you're trying to fight everyone. You want to talk about the match. You can't turn on the radio or the television because they're talking with the master as well, so you're you're, um, you're in your own little bubble there. But I found Saturday very very long. But again, look, I suppose it'll pass the day for a few lads as well. But um, look, yeah, it's uh, unfortunate. But look, it could be an unbelievable weekend for Killian um, getting married and, and winning another earned as well. So it'd be a great story to tell the kids now in a few years' time, won't it?
0: Yeah. Did you remember anything about the preparations over the years? You got right or wrong?
1: Um no I kind of stick to my routine really more than anything and um, yeah no it was kind of basically just drink as much water as I can just get hydration right get the kind of food intake right there as well and the right things to eat there as well so yeah no I kind of stuck to what kind of worked for me in the past I um I kind of have a routine there as well as a player I'd have my routines and i'd be very um i'd have to hit every single one of the routines as well on the saturday and the sunday as well so yeah no i have them all ticked off there as well during i make sure i get them all ticked off there during the day but um no not nothing nothing major now to be honest with you in regarding um anything that went wrong or anything because they're all uh, all in your control really more than that so yeah you're just going to get focused there for, for, for the day for the next day really
0: tj any mad interruptions for you around all ireland final weekend
3: uh, no, unfortunately, John, I didn't play enough of all Ireland finals. <laughs> um, so, uh, a couple of championship matches at different times, right? As a player and the manager, I think definitely early on as a player, I did young flagit in uh, communion one day. I think today, the same day as we played to the Prairie in championship match, and then even as a manager, another day, I think another young flagit in confirmation. So those type of things. But I think everybody knows getting involved, certainly with inter county GA players, um, that everything revolves around the game and training, and look, that's the way we're structured. It is a lifestyle choice, and unfortunately everything else takes a back seat. It's not nice at times, but um, that's the commitment that you're looking for and looking for from, from everybody within the group that they're just totally focused on the game and to give up everything else and everything goes on hold.
0: Was it addictive management?
3: Uh, playing was definitely addictive. The management, not so sure. John. Like, I, I, you wouldn't miss it definitely nowhere near as much being involved in a team. Like everything, like, nothing replaces the playing and that rush and just getting out in the field and just enjoying that piece like that couldn't couldn't say to the, the management maybe owen is in it more recently you know he might be a, a better man to ask question but for me it certainly wasn't
0: addictive no full-time very much full-on i
3: ah, sure it is um i probably even got out of the game a good while now i'd say the guys are there at the moment in terms of every aspect of it has moved on like you're talking about um, maybe the headspace and the performance coach people dealing with that the video analysis you know the logistics every finite detail now is really well worked out in advance and the organization is top class like so yeah there's a huge amount of work i think everybody would agree definitely from a management side it's probably 40 50 hours a week involved in making it all part all aspects of the game training and you know. It doesn't start, let's say, at half seven when training starts and finishes at half nine, as everybody would know. There's not a lot of organisation going in to get that right and get the weekend right. You know, there's a lot of what-ifs as well. Like, and I'm sure board camps will have all their what-ifs well-sorted, like literally down to what if the bus breaks down, John?
0: Yeah. Owen, uh, I was reading Joe Canning in the Irish Times this week. He 64 requests one year for all Arden tickets. Did you get that many, Owen?
2: Um, well, not that many anyway, no. And there was two of us, myself, my brother Paul, so we was able to divide out the tickets fairly well but uh, they're all the distractions that come with in All-Ireland and you know what it's probably nice to have them because it means you're, you're there in the last day, day of the year you know but you know just but the way Hurling is like look at the Leinster Hurling final like as I often say sometimes sometimes when you win it's not everything you do right sometimes when you lose it's not everything that you do wrong and I suppose that Leinster Hurling final like that was just so unlucky for Galway that day and it, it turned out a brilliant day for, for Kilkenny and you saw the way they celebrated what, what it meant to him and you know that's all Ireland, all Ireland finals, and I suppose look, I can talk about probably 2009, because there's probably similarities to to tomorrow. And but we performed that day to against Le Kenny We showed up, we got our purple patch, and we probably only put maybe a pint or two on the board when we could have put maybe two, four, two, five on the board. Uh, I missed a ball chance after half time. So did James Cannon Callan. Kenny got their purple patch in the second half, and they put about two, four, two, five on the board that was the difference. And I just think maybe Kilkenny will have to, when they get their goal chances tomorrow, if they get their goal chances, that they'll have to take them. You know, they've scored 15 in the championship this year. Limerick have scored nine. You know, so they, they do know how to hit the back of the net. But look, you just have to nail them when those opportunities arise in front of you. And, you know, probably that was 2009. No, know we went down to 14 men and i probably still remember that. You know, there are things that can come into play tomorrow. We don't know the $19.00. Kilkenny went down to 14 as well, and remember in 2009, Kilkenny got the goal, and then the ball came down, and Michael Kavanagh was the free man at the time, and he actually kept the ball in from going out over the sideline, he kept it in, slid out, kind of a wet day again, small bit of rain, slid out, kept it in play, picked the ball up, struck it down the field, and ultimately then Marin Comfort, I think, ended up with the goal, which kind of finished the game, so... Look, it all—it all there's it all, it twists and turns tomorrow, and that's what—that's the enjoyment of it. But I just—I'm just looking forward to the intensity and the ferocity of it. But I think both teams have unbelievable skill levels. And JJ mentioned it earlier on about the ball, like Kenny, years ago, everyone was talking about their physicality, and people were nearly upset about the physicality. But they're some of the best stick men that ever played the game, and I think Limerick fall into that category Or Like if Rod integrity gets a sniff of a score from 100 yards, he could—he'll pop it. Same with Deermore Burns. So. We're blessed that we, we have um, teams that, that bring what we love to it, the intensity, the physicality, but they match it with the hurling ability and their skill levels. And, like we haven't even mentioned the likes of Owen Cody, what a player he's, he's turned out to be. Yeah,
0: 421 he's got this season, uh, JJ Owen Cody, and he's the captain as well, a young man in his early 20s, and uh, has kind of put it a bit to the critics, has said, like, we're a good hurling team, and maybe Kilkenny need that a bit of siege mentality tomorrow too, as well as the calmness of, of being precise.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think he did a great interview after the Clare match there as well. He spoke, um, he spoke very naturally as well. To be fair, but he, he spoke what he thought. Um, he, he didn't, he probably didn't think that players were getting enough credit. I suppose over the last couple of years, everyone's saying Brian is getting the best out of these, these players as well, and, and Brian was getting the credit rather than the, the actual players themselves. So maybe to bring that on, on their own back as well as to say, right, we have to kind of uh, get up and uh, kind of write our own story really more. That, that's all. But um, look, go back to Owen. He's he, You'd see glimpses over the last three or four years, but look what he's done for Kilkenny and, and Valley Hill. More, more than anything, is it's absolutely phenomenal, what he'd have to win. In. And that mentality of the, going back to Hale and winning winning club championships, winning all-earning club championships, you, know, he, you can't buy that. Um, when big games, he stands up more than anything, so I'm looking forward to see what he does now tomorrow. Again, probably a shoot-out between himself and Aaron Golan for, for Hurdle of the Year as well, so... Um, former young hurler the year too, so like he has great pedigree there as well, to be fair, and coming from an absolute phenomenal club that keeps on churning out player after player after player, especially forwards as well, probably the hardest kind of player to, to, to kind of to make as well, but Ballet seems to be have it down to a team now at the moment as well, you know, but um, yeah, and as captain as well, and add a bit of, had um, a bit of bite from Moan there as well, to be fair, because he, he can mix it, he can be physical, but when he gets the ball in the hand, he's very, very direct as well, you know, that kind of way he'd be a nightmare to mark.
0: Uh, Keane Lynch came back in there the last day and did really well in the second half. Uh, TJ Ryan, when Owen talks about stick men, this is one of the finest we've ever seen. And look, his influence tomorrow probably can't be underestimated.
3: Absolutely. Huge player for us. And I think it's offset um, the Declan Hannan injury very nicely in the sense, that at least when you're bringing someone like him back, it's a huge impetus for the squad. I think you could make the same case for both Adrian Mullen and Keane Lynch. They came through the 70 minutes, lovely, I think both camps will be saying, that's beautiful now, nice 70 minutes. The trajectory is going to be upwards from here. They're very parting players on, on either side. But Keane's midfield and maybe a slight descent to forward at times, that works really, really well. And he's definitely somebody that can unlock in a very small space, something like creating that second goal chance for Gillan the last day. And I, he's a huge player for Limerick. And I, I, I do agree with you. I think coming through the last day, I think we're, we're going to expect more. I think we're going to have a big game Keane,
0: tomorrow. So, TJ, what's the argument for Limerick? You obviously believe you're going to do it. What do you think the reason is going to be?
3: I, I, th- I think the argument could be similar to both sides. I do think the two best teams were in the final. They were both in the league final. They both win their provincial finals. And they're here now. You can pick maybe one or two holes in both sides to say maybe Kenny got a little bit fortunate. Maybe Limerick were a little bit fortunate maybe in the Munster final. Or whatever, whatever way you want to look at it and say that they only got over the line and Kenny went away to Wexford and they got beat. However, right, huge strength of both these teams is I don't see it as being lucky. I think it's staying on point, staying focused, sticking to the plan, getting the job done and they're both really, really good at that, right? I like the trajectory of where Limerick Carras coming from their qualification through Munster, Munster final, really got to grips with Galway after about maybe 30, 31 minutes the last day and powered on and got some great scores. Key players playing well, all those things are a huge plus, And I think we're going to get Limerick's best performance of 2023 in the All-Ireland Final. And that's what I'm hanging my head on, John.
1: JJ, what's your argument for Kilkenny? Yeah, just what he said in his last sentence. Is that's what every any person is afraid of, that Limit do hit that fifth gear come tomorrow as well. and they haven't so far now, not consistently over a period of, of, of a game. And if they do, it's gonna be a very, very difficult um, uphill battle for Kilkenny as well. But look, Kilkenny are going up with kind of um yeah, the closer you get to the match then the more kind of slightly confident you're getting as well. Um I'd like to see T J out out at eleven, to be fair. Um, because Willa of who's is your look, you're trying to pick, not pick holes in, in this Limit team, but even a glimpse of a, a side of a weakness there, Declan Hannan's going to be a huge loss there as well. And that means as TJ said earlier on that Kyle Hayes was up centre forward last year. Now he's back wing back. With Declan Hannan gone, that'll make secure him back in the half back as well. So uh, that's taking four points away from, from their scoring threat from last year as well. But I just think with TJ out centre forward, um if he drifts out left or right, will we'll done will follow him. Declan Hannon probably wouldn't because he has he has been used in that heat of battling Crow park. He knows the lads are going to do it. But um, I just can think it might kind of uh, might be a small bit of a pathway for down through that centre of the defence there as well. Um, look again, I'm kind of talking here now within hope rather than expectation. But yeah, look, it's and like in Billy Ryan will have to play on oh, Cody Masikon. If Masikon goes in full forward and he's more of a goal threat in there as well, I think Seth and Dan Morrissey, If that kind of um, it will happen in some part of the game. I think that'll be huge to physical men. But I think when Mossy gets the ball he turns, he goes straight for the goal and he's got he got four or five goals so far this this, this year as well. You know the so I just think that look going back to it, Kenny you had what, fifteen scores in last year's all and T J got nine nine from freeze, didn't score from play. Um Cody only got one pint from play last year as well. Well marched by Sean Finn so, them two lads will have to have a huge game, but the Sporting cast will have to kind of step up to the mark. Tom Feeney will have to do a couple of scores from play. John Donnie will have to get a couple of scores. Billy Ryan will have to, I think, rattle the, the back of the net there as well. So, a lot of things will have to go right. But, again, going back to TJ's last sentence, that if Limerick hit fifth gear, it's going to be a huge uphill battle for Tilkenny. But, no, we're talking to a few guys over the last few days, um, the closer you get to it, then the more kind of confidence you're getting. Um, look is that your your heart root in your head I don't know we won't know until tomorrow afternoon but um, yeah I just think it's going to be a cracker two teams at their pump physical teams strong teams going at each other definitely strong there as well and, and again well up the hurdle too so I'm looking forward to a huge game tomorrow
0: and to finish in the neutral corner the Owen Kelly big match verdict so let's look at a couple of things when Clare went direct against Kilkenny they got real pay in that second half Uh, early stages of it, 9 points to 2 they had scored Kilkenny before Kilkenny came back and won and Kilkenny has scored an average of 32 points conceded just over 25 in this year's championship Limerick have averaged 26 points conceded just over 24 so a couple of question marks but how do you see it going Owen tomorrow?
2: Yeah look, I think it's well discussed there now with the two lads in that You know, like last year I felt Kilkenny to win the game but I have to go smash a grab job and in fairness to it they kept it right in the game but it never kind of looked like scoring a goal I've mentioned it already, they will need, I think, two if not three goals to beat this uh, Limerick team. If they get those chances and score them, I'd give them a great chance. Now, I put a lot of, I suppose, expectation maybe on TJ, Owen Cody and Adrian Mullin, the three Ballyhale guys again. They have to deliver massive performances. 119, I think, they hit between them the last day against Clare in that. and that. But they are the calibre of players they are. They can do it. And that's probably where Limerick will try to, to marshal those and, and curtail those three guys but I just think goal chance I, 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 I much prefer the click bench for some reason tomorrow it'll be very interesting to see will that have a, have a big a big impact so that's where Kenny need to be if they get the goal chances and they score them they'll give themselves a, a chance and I think they'll feel a bit more confident this time around than, than last year but then on the flip side and TJ mentioned there David Reedy and Keane Lynch both of them being able to interchange that because anytime David Reedy played middle of the field for limerick okay it was coming off the bench maybe when the game was a bit more open he's used to possessions if he got six or seven possessions he scored three points he maybe set up another two or three um you know and keen lynch going in at 11 that can upset any any team so i just think going on the league final i thought to kenny that they over limerick and limerick's tactics and Limerick's poke out and all that i think if they go down that road they won't hurt to their ability I hope they don't because as a spectacle I just hope Kilkenny go out and play Kilkenny's uh, way, use the ball long, use the ball short at right their after developing this season. But I think Limerick's in the intensity and you know, I just think road Hegarty, like three fourteen I think in his last three all final appearances. I think if, if 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 he plays, Tom Morrissey plays, I've no fear about Aaron Galland and James and I think they they'll get more and I, I think Limerick are going to be very, very hard to stop and I just think somehow they'll they'll grind this one out.
0: We've got to leave it there. All I can say is may the best team win tomorrow. Really informative discussion. Our thanks to JJ Delaney, TJ Ryan and Owen Kelly. Enjoy the match, lads. Have a great day. Thank you, John. Thanks, John. Thanks very Thank you, John. much. John.